love when you hear. Invade this place. Saturate us, Holy Spirit. Oh, we worship you, we worship you, we worship you in spirit and in truth, yes. Oh, we're not asking for anything in this moment, Lord. We just worship you, King Jesus, because of who you are. You be higher lifted up in this place. You be higher lifted up. Higher lifted up, King Jesus. Let our worship be a sweet aroma, a sweet fragrance before your throne, O oh King. Will we worship you in our own way, with our own words. Will we worship you. What I was created for to work. 
Father, listen to our earnest prayer. Jesus prayed it years ago that the glory you had given him we would somehow come to know. So make us one accord. and righteousness you desire the world to see in your glory in
Hey guys, welcome to Surrender All of Jesus Ministry Show. Man, I am stoked about tonight. We're gonna have a live performance tonight. We got uh, videos, music videos. We got art stuff we're gonna talking about. And I'm gonna get this person, I'm gonna get my guest's name right. And I've been practicing it. And she actually helped me at the beginning. Uh, she's in a green room right now. Um, and it's Kristen Key Kafer. And I probably got that right because I practice it a lot. So guys, who you just got done listening to, that is Faith Builders Praise and Worship uh, team. And I'm telling you, amazing anointing going through. That team is just unbelievable. I love it. And you're going to hear a lot more of that tonight in scriptures. We got Leon Timbo. We're going to be hearing a little bit uh, in the background while I'm reading some scriptures. But guys, man, I am stoked about the show tonight. Um, uh, actually, Kristen has been on my show once before, and some of you may have seen her at Summerfest also. Also, you may have seen her doing her live painting stuff. Guys, she's a songwriter. She sings music. Um, she's an artist. Oh, her paintings and drawings are off the charts. And also, she's a school teacher, so it's kind of neat. Um, her, her music name is Kat Auburn, and uh, so we'll be talking a little bit about that too. But hey, you're probably wondering... What the heck? What is Surrender All of Jesus Ministry Show all about? Let's watch this real quick here. Are you gonna surrender? And every one of us, if we look back in our lives, we can see how God was training us to do the things that he really wants us to do. The question is, is are we listening to the Holy Spirit? That time is now. There's no more excuses for each one of us. We need to step in that cause because each one of us, that cause is directly linked to people that are lost in the city, the state, and the world. So we need to step in that cause and do that so that we can reach those people. Let me ask you a question. Do you want joy in your life? You know what, if you want joy in your life, what you need to do is surrender all. And that's exactly what this whole website, the, the radio ministry is all about, is surrendering those things to God that He wants you to do so you can step in that awesome destiny that He has for your life. You know what, there's a lot of really cool things that are going on in the city of Milwaukee. God does have a strategic plan to change the things that are going on. We've been laying a foundation, a revival has started, and you know what, He needs you. God needs you to do those awesome things that He preordained just for you to reach the people of the city of Milwaukee, the state of Wisconsin, and the world. Surrender All Ministries is all about partnering with as many people as we can. You know, we got Clark Square Initiative that we're partnering with. We got Salvation Army. We have Rescue Mission. We have all these different ministries that are doing things in the city of Milwaukee. There's a reconciliation that has been going on between churches, all different denominations, and we're working together as one in Christ. You're almost out of time. You better give up. All right, guys, so a couple different ways that you can partner with me right now. One is tell me where you're watching from. Is this the first time you're watching? Just hit that comment section. You know, uh, Facebook and YouTube, they, they do their algorithms, and those things are done by um, the people that are watching, but also comments. Comments are really, really important. So if you got prayer requests, put those in there too. If you're watching, say, hey, I'm watching from Milwaukee. I'm watching from wherever, Canada, wherever it would be, Florida, uh, wherever that would be. Um, and then while you're watching, if things are resonating with you, put some comments in there, an amen, uh, a heart, something. 
And um, yeah, so that's one way. The second way is to pray. And guys, I'm telling you, pray that this goes through the airwaves, that it's going to touch people's lives, not only today, but in years to come. Um, and I, I already prayed that too. So we're, we'll just we'll just declare Matthew 18, 19, that we're two or more together, that Jesus is in the midst, right? And whatever we declare, it will happen. Yes. All right. So, man, bros and brothers, Faith Builders Church, Pastor Nick Pruitt and Max uh, have a podcast. And so last week was their first uh, debut. It's on Mondays. So all that information is in the comment section. But watch this quick little promo. And it's pretty cool, guys. Watch this. Who's your top three favorite actors? Top three. Ooh, that's tough. I'm really into, don't make fun of me. I really like Brad Pitt. He was in uh, Fury. Yeah, he was in, he was in Fury. Fury. That's not the most referenced Brad Pitt movie. No, but it's one of my favorite I'm glad movies. that's your go-to. <laughs> yeah. Well, you name one. We'll go back and forth. Top okay, three. Okay, so I named top three. Yeah. Um, Obviously, I think my first one, this is just an easy answer for me, would be uh, Jim Carrey. Let pull up that Jim Carrey IMDb real quick for us. Yeah, pull it up. Yeah. I feel like I've seen pull most up. Jim Carrey. I feel like we could check this box yeah. off pretty well. I've even seen that one movie, Butterfly Effect. That's Ashley Kutcher. That's <laughs> Ashley Kutcher. <laughs> but, I mean, hey, if he's in your top three too, I don't, that doesn't bother me at all. Man, we hope this is like gonna grow into something cool. It's gonna be fun. Yeah. Hopefully, episode two is gonna be even like better. Yeah. Like better. Yeah. Better. Yeah. Nice. Oh no! You actually <laughs> shot it out. Because I'll tell you right now, it's not Doctor Phil. There is some dance music. We should not have talked about those ghosts. Oh, this place is haunted. <laughs> All right, guys, that's Bros and Brothers. Uh, check it out on Mondays. Uh, all the, the ways that you can get to their podcast is in the comment section. But don't do it now. Do it uh, later after the show. But all right, so let's get into some scriptures, guys. All right, now, if you've been watching at any time the last month, two months, I've been just pounding this, guys. What's going on in the world right now? We need to get shift the focus from the stuff that we can see into the spiritual realm. And this is where God wants us to be. And this is where we should really be paying attention. That's why prayer is so important right now. That's why declaring things are so important right now. So let's check this out. This is Ephesians 6, 10 through 12. And this is the Passion Translation. Now, my beloved ones, I have saved these most important truths for the last. Be supernaturally infused with the strength through your life union with the Lord Jesus God. Excuse me, guys. I love that. Supernaturally infused. I love that. Stand victorious with the force of his explosive power flowing in and through you. Guys, a lot of us like to get it in, but we don't like the through you part, right? So the getting it in is getting filled up every morning and just like just getting filled up with the Holy Spirit. But the through you part is you actually going out there and doing things and listening to Holy Spirit and taking those rips. That's, they're both important, but the through you, you got to do too, right? Put on God's complete set of armor provided for us so that you'll be protected as you fight against the evil strategies of the accuser. Your hand-to-hand -hand combat is not with human beings, but with the highest principalities and authorities operating in rebellion under the heavenly realms. Guys, when you're seeing stuff 
look through the prism and the eyes of God and see it that way. It, you're not fighting the person, your boss. The We're not fighting, you know, Biden with this mandate. These are all strategic plans that the devil's trying to do to try to take away our freedoms, to try to put us in bondage. And we need to look at it in that realm. It's not the people. It's what the spiritual realm is doing. It's what the devil is doing to manipulate people, right? For they have, they are, um, they are a powerful class of demon gods. And of course, that's that lower G, right? And evil spirits that hold this dark world in bondage. Guys, all right. So you're saying, okay, how are we going to handle this, right? So here's two really good scriptures. And it's about fear. Guys, let me ask you a question. Since COVID, have you been back to church? Or are you still watching it on YouTube and, and catching it online? Man, I'm telling you, the devil is like keeping people away from church right now. And a lot of it has to do with fear. God says, we're not, we're, we're not of fear. And let's read this real quick. This is Isaiah 41.10. This is the amplified version. Do not fear anything, nothing, for I am with you. Do not be afraid, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Be assured, I will help you. I will certainly take a hold of you with my righteous right hand, a hand of justice, of power, of victory, and of salvation. Guys, come on, let that just sink in. Isaiah 41.10, and this is uh, the Passion Translation. Do not yield to fear. And that's what happens. The devil can't do anything without us allowing it. Do not yield to fear, for I'm always near. Never turn your gaze from me. That means concentrate on him. Always, always, always. For I am your faithful God. I will infuse you, there's that word again, <laughs> I love it, with my strength and help you in every situation. Every situation. I will hold you firmly with the with my victorious right hand. Amazing stuff, guys. Amazing, amazing stuff. All right. So let's talk about some world event stuff that's going on. Um, I got a couple uh, videos that I want to show with what's going on in Afghanistan. And guys, I don't know if you're watching the congressional hearings that are going on right now, but let me tell you what. There's some stuff. I mean, I don't, it, it's like you look at it and you're like, can things get worse? Can they do something more debacle and stupid? And it, it's just, it's bizarre and it's upside down right now. But believe me, God is a plan, but it takes us to implement those things. We're the vessel, right? So we hear God, we listen to what he's saying, and then we do those things. We declare those things that are not into existence and we do the things that he's telling us to do. Let's check out this quick, uh, let's check out this quick video. How did President Biden get this so wrong? They clearly have the capacity to sustain the government in place. This has been a disaster. The Taliban is not the, South, the North Vietnamese army. It looks like Saigon 2.0 to me. The likelihood there's going to be the Taliban overrunning everything and owning the whole country is highly unlikely. This tragedy was completely preventable. We told you Joe Biden was not up to the job. Now we're seeing the devastating consequences of his incompetence. Biden vacationed while Afghanistan collapsed. American military equipment was plundered. 
And now, America weeps over the lives sacrificed due to Biden's surrender. And Guys, we still got, and they don't know, the State Department saying maybe 100, but there's still Americans that are being held hostage in Afghanistan. And a lot of people say, well, they're not hostage. Well, yeah, you want to know what? Uh, terrorists are now running this country. And so they are. And we can't leave them behind. And we can't leave those VIPs that helped us, those Afghanistans that helped us for 20 plus years with logistics, intelligence, interpreting. We got to help. We got to get those people up and their families because otherwise they're going to get killed. They will. All right. So that's heavy. Let's watch this. This is kind of funny. And I uh, uh, hope you guys will laugh because I laughed. So remember when we were told the adults were taking back government when Joe Biden won? Yet they ousted Orange Godzilla and we got the creature from the Black Lagoon. Yeah. Pretty amazing. Yeah, that's, that's some normalcy. We got their serious bedlam going on at the border. There are thousands still converging. Many are sick. And like Hillary, crime remains unchecked and unprosecuted. All right. I know that probably wasn't right, but it was kind of funny. And sometimes we got to laugh at that kind of stuff. And uh, because it gets heavy, guys, it gets really heavy. Um, I Just to let you know, I just sent in my uh, religious exemption for the shot. And I'm not saying that that people who got it are wrong. I'm just saying it's just my own personal like opinion on it. And I, I don't like some of the things of how it was tested with aborted fetuses stuff. I don't like that. And I don't want that in my body. So heavy stuff. That was funny. I kind of laughed every time I see it. I kind of laugh. Yeah. So, all right, let's check out day 45 of our hostages. Americans, Americans being held hostage. Americans held hostage, abandoned behind enemy lines, day 45. Think of it, 45 days, 45 days since hundreds and hundreds of Americans, their families abandoned behind enemy lines, 45 days since thousands of green card holders, people eligible to be in this country legally, were abandoned. 45 days since thousands of SIV holders and their families were abandoned and our Afghan allies. And 40 days since Joe Biden lied to the entire world and promised to stay in Afghanistan until every single U.S. citizen was safely out of the country. Sadly, that wasn't Joe Biden's only blatant lie, because today on Capitol Hill, Biden's top military advisors, they contradicted him over and over and over again. Now, guys, I don't know if you've been watching it, General but Milley's leaking the allegations that some are even describing as high as treason leveled against him. First, we go to our so-called commander-in-chief. Remember August the 19th? He told fellow Democratic Socialist Georgie Stephanopoulos over at ABC that his military advisors did not recommend a continued U.S. military presence in Afghanistan. This, this is what Joe said. Listen. But your top military advisors warned against withdrawing on this timeline. They wanted you to keep about 2,500 troops. No, they didn't. It was split. That, that wasn't true. That wasn't true. They didn't tell you that they wanted troops to stay? No, not at, not in terms of whether we were going to get out in a time frame, all troops. They didn't argue against that. 
So no one, no one told your military advisors did not tell you no. We should just keep 2,500 troops. It's been a stable situation for the last several years. We can do that. We can continue to do that. No, no one said that to me that I can recall. No, no one said that to me that really? I can recall. According to everyone that testified today on Capitol Hill under oath, they say Joe Biden was lying. They all told him 2,500 should stay. Listen. I won't share my personal recommendation to the president, but I will give you my honest opinion, and my honest opinion and view shaped my recommendation. I recommended that we maintain 2,500 troops in Afghanistan. General Milley, it's your testimony that you recommended 2,500 troops uh, approximately stay in Afghanistan? Um, as I've said many times before this committee and other committees, I don't share my personal recommendations to the president, but I can tell you my personal opinion and my assessment if that's what you want. Which yes, means please. they're going to give the recommendation. Um, yes, whatever my they assessment gave. was uh, back in the fall of 20, and it remained consistent throughout. He was saying uh, 3,500. keep a steady state of 2,500, and it could bounce up to 3,500, maybe something like that. Yep. I don't share the personal opinions I have with the president, except unless, of course, your name is Bob Woodward or Robert Costa. Yeah, By the way, books. Jen Psaki, care to circle back and explain this? Was Joe Biden lying? Were you lying? Oh, we don't need to COVID test people uh, because they're not going to be here very long. You're telling a lot of lies in that White House. Watch. The president said his military commanders were split. We now know that the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, General Milley, the head of CENTCOM, General McKenzie, and the commander on the ground, General Miller, all recommended that the president keep 2,500 troops. So who in his military advisors told him it would be fine to pull everybody out? I'm not going to get in specific details of who recommended what. You are saying here that military advisors to the president said it was okay to pull all the troops out, that it would be fine. Uh, that's not what I said. The president pulled all U.S. troops out. You are saying that there were military commanders who advised him that that was a good idea to pull all American troops out and that General Milley, General McKenzie, General Miller, they said something else. But the president's top military advisors, others we won't name, told him, sure, we can pull everyone out. That's not how these conversations go. It's a risk assessment. Joe Biden lied and she's spinning like a top. In yeah, other words, Joe Biden it. went against the advice and counsel of his top military advisors, and yeah, he outright about it. But that wasn't Joe's only lie, because we learned a lot today. We learned that Joe Biden was less than truthful, in other words, lying about our so-called over-the-horizon anti-terror capabilities. In a speech on August the 31st, Joe bragging the United States does not need the troops on the ground in Afghanistan in order to maintain the fight against terrorists and keep our country safe, and that our credibility around the world remains totally pristine. That is a claim that Biden's top generals clearly dispute. Look for yourself. Our credibility has, has been gravely damaged, has it not, General Milley? Listen to this. I think that our credibility um, with allies and partners around the world and with adversaries uh, is being intensely reviewed by them to see which way this is going to go. Uh, and I think that damage is one word that could be used, yes. That's tactically speaking. It's totally debunkled. Totally. That he was just being nice. Is the war on terror over, General Milley? Absolutely this. not. Uh, General McKenzie? The war on terror is not over, and the war in Afghanistan is not over either. Has the exit ah. from Afghanistan made the war more challenging for us or less challenging with respect to continuing to try and protect the homeland and U.S. interests abroad? 
Senator, this made it more challenging. General Mill, you agree? Yep, yep, yeah, absolutely. Nice. War's not over. Wait, Joe said that he's turned the page in that he's dealing with the very professional and business-like Taliban that are now killing people and torturing women and taking away all of their rights. So Joe Biden was repeatedly told that our over-the-horizon <clears throat> capabilities were not sufficient. Another lie. He was told and he knew that Afghanistan would collapse without U.S. support. He knew abandoning Bagram Air Base in the middle of the night would leave Americans virtually defenseless. He knew the Taliban was rapidly advancing throughout the entire country. The whole world knew it. They knew it in March, April, May, June, and July, and he's still bragging about the training of the Afghan military that was collapsing before the world's eyes. But Joe Biden continued to rush through his botched and very preventable withdrawal anyway because Joe wanted to brag that he successfully ended America's longest war. And then predictably, when everything went south, he just lied about all of it which pretty much sums up the plagiarist Joe Biden's entire career. He's been and remains a spineless coward, zero integrity, and he lies with abandon. And speaking of integrity, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs, well, General Milley, is also seemingly lacking. This new book from Woodward and Robert Costa is all about all but accusing Milley, at least in the definition of many, of betraying this country. Even though they're now defending Milley, meaning the authors, they would burn a leaking source. Guys, like the chairman of the Joint Chiefs. Milley was testifying to today so and quickly. admitted that he said that he would call even China tried to defend them today and let them know if Trump was going to China, attack. Our sworn enemy, a hostile he regime, it today. in two secret phone calls, he would give them a heads up if then-President Trump decided to attack. That's treason, guys. Uh, the way I read the Constitution, the commander-in-chief, that would be the duly elected president on, of the United States. Under oath, Milley's response was at best shifty, although at one point he just pretty much outright admits that, yeah, he would give him a heads up. You decide. You're quoted in the Woodward book as telling the, the top Chinese communist military commander, quote, if we're going to attack, I'm going to call you ahead of time. Is that true, General Milley? Well, let me tell you what I actually said. Uh, well, that's we, not true. I hope that's Let me not. tell you what I actually said, Senator. Uh, what I said, if there's going to be a war, uh, if there's going to be an attack, there's going to be a lot of calls and tension ahead of time. But what you you're going to get called. Your, your, your call. testimony was that you were Senator, certain all... President Trump would not attack. That's your testimony this morning. That is true. That okay, is absolutely true. Okay, why would you? And I was, I was communicating to my Chinese counterpart on instructions, by the way, to de-escalate the situation. And I told him if there was going to be an attack. There'll be plenty of communications going back and forth. Your intel system's going to pick it up. I said, I'll probably call you. Everybody will be calling you. I'll probably call you and tell you the attack's coming. Well, that would be an admission. That would be cause for immediate dismissal. 100%. Now, uh, Woodward and Costa probably taped him, so he knew he couldn't really outright lie. Maybe it's time to release those tapes to Congress. Yes. One thing that Milley did fully admit Watch. to, he gossips like a, a mean girl in high school, to use a phrase, to every single reporter in town, even though he says, I don't disclose the conversations I have with the president. Unless your name is Woodward or Costa, then you tell him everything. Listen. General Milley. Um, yes or no to this? So Did General you talk Bob Woodard or Robert Costa for their book? Was Carol? interviewed in several different books. Woodward, yes. Costa, no. 
Did you talk to Carol Leonic and Philip Rucker for their book alone, Can I Fix It? Yes. Did you talk to Michael Bender for his book? Basically, book is frankly, we Trump did win this election, the inside in story of how Trump lost. Yes. Yes. Why would you, as the sitting chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, talk to a reporter that's writing a book about a prior administration? Why would that be in part of your job description? Yeah. Would you wait until you retired? Well, it's maybe Senator Blackburn said earlier. Um, I, I deal with the media routinely, two, three, four times a week. I'm talking to the media. This would be All right. Leaky. Let me tell you something right now, guys. General Milley should be uh, fired. The State Department, Blinken should be fired. Secretary of Defense should be fired. And I'm not quite sure of the ops general. Um, I think, I think he was doing the best he could. What was coming down the pike? So it goes, President. Secretary of Defense, Joint Chief, and then to this operations commander, uh, General. And uh, so, guys, just bad. I, I'm going to show you a really quick video. There is one American soldier that is being fired, and he's incarcerated right now for something he said. Let's check this out. This is the only one so far. Now, they all should be, but watch this are all so awful and so undeserving of leading this great country. They should not be in charge of this country. It's too good a country for people like this. So here you have the generals claiming they told Biden the Afghan withdrawal would be a total disaster. Biden, just in the tape you saw, says they did not tell him that. The question is, who's lying? Someone's lying. Joe Biden doesn't know who's lying. He can't remember anything. He doesn't know what he had for lunch. Here's what we know for sure, though, and this is the point of today's hearings, and it's the point that matters going forward. No one in the Pentagon's leadership will ever be held accountable for this, the latest in a very long string of colossal screw-ups that have dramatically reduced American power and prestige around the world and gotten a ton of people killed. No one. This is unbelievable. Let's say you worked at a nuclear power plant and one day you had too many beers on your lunch break and you fell asleep and the reactor melted down and thousands died. And then you got a massive raise. That's pretty much what's happening here. The House of Representatives just passed a $776 billion defense budget. How big is that? Well, it's fully $24 billion more than even the White House requested. In other words, Congress just threw a little extra for a job well done, a bonus for the generals who left $80 billion worth of American military equipment for the Taliban to use. Good work, guys. So it's official now. No one will ever be punished for any of it, not for abandoning Bagram Air Base. That was idiotic. Everyone uh -huh. knew it. They did it anyway. Not for leaving American citizens behind as they fled. Not for leaving our troops exposed to the attack that killed 13 young American servicemen. Not for the drone strike that blew up children, the one they lied about 13 for people weeks. died in that drone strike. People who did these things are Kids. in great shape tonight. They will retire exactly when they feel like retiring, at which point they will get full benefits and jobs at Lockheed. That's how our system now works. It's very, very frustrating. Not because recrimination is good, but because in order to function, a system has to be accountable. Yes. And as of tonight, there's only one man in the entire US government who is being punished for the failure, the catastrophic failure in Afghanistan. Just one man. His name is Stu Scheller. He's Lieutenant Colonel in the United States Marine Corps. He's an honorable and honest man. He is also blameless. Scheller had no role in any of these decisions. What was his crime? His crime was criticizing those decisions. In August, he posted this video on the internet. 
If an 05 battalion commander has uh, the simplest live fire incident EO complaint, boom, fired. But we have a secretary of defense that testified to Congress in May that the Afghan National Security Force could withstand the Taliban advance. We have chairmen of Joint Chief, who the commandant is a member of that, who's supposed to advise on military policy. We have a Marine combatant commander. All of these people are supposed to advise. And I'm not saying we've got to be in, the, in Afghanistan forever, but I am saying... Did any of you throw your rank on the table and say, hey, it's a bad idea to evacuate Bagram Airfield, the strategic air barriers, before we evacuate everyone? So that's an honorable man you just saw on the screen. That's a man who's in it for the right reasons, not to get promoted or work at Lockheed, but because he cares about the country and wants to defend it. There's a man who believed in his superiors, <laughs> who is not cynical, who is genuinely confused by his superiors' unwillingness to admit their own error. His confusion comes from decency. And almost immediately, his superiors reacted to that video. They didn't apologize for the disaster. They didn't explain why they did what they did. They punished Scheller. They relieved him of his command, and they told him to shut up and stop talking. But he didn't stop talking. Here's how he responded. To recap my position in the fallout of Afghanistan, I demanded accountability in my senior leaders. And I stated then that I understood that I might lose my battalion commander seat, my retirement, and my family stability. As it has played out, I have in fact lost all three of those things. Would I do it again? I don't know. My name is Lieutenant Colonel Stuart Scheller, and I was the only officer in the entire American coalition fired in the debacle of Afghanistan fallout. I acknowledge that I should have been fired. However, the hypocrisy of the general officers who are not being held to the same standard is a microcosm for the entire problem that is gonna bring down the great institutions of this republic that we love. So that's the man Guys, who wants crazy, isn't it? Um, amazing. Pray for that, Lieutenant Colonel. Pray that no, all the charges will be dropped. Well, let's declare that right now, that all the charges will be dropped, that he's gonna get out of jail, um, that they'll reinstate. He had one year until his retirement, one year. Um, he'll get reinstated. He'll get his command back. And um, yeah, we're just going to declare that right now in Jesus' name. Okay, guys, pray for those people in Afghanistan. Pray for the families of those 13 soldiers that died, that they would have supernatural peace. Because a lot of the stuff that they're watching right now, it's like reliving that 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 trauma that that is happening and it's just like reliving it and reliving it and reliving it so we're just going to declare that that god would give them supernatural peace right amen yes all right let's get into this interview i am stoked about it watch this quick promo and it's going to be a couple different things remember so Kristen does singing and that's under the cat auburn name and then she also does something called uh elevated event art. And there's a couple different things of, of how she does that, but watch this quick promo. Guys, you're going to be, they are, you're going to be blessed by this, believe me. Every word's a hard to take. Under pressure, precious things can break. And how we feel is hard to fake. So let's not give the game away. Just please don't say you love me Cause I might not say it back Doesn't mean my heart stops skipping When you look at me like that There's no need to worry 
I think this could be more The thing that I'm looking for Just please don't say you love me Cause I might not say it back Doesn't mean my heart stops skipping When you look at me like that There's no need to worry When you say just where we're at Just please don't say you love me Cause I might not say it back Say it back When I create in front of a live audience It's like I'm leading them on a journey where only I know the ultimate destination. But each viewer gets to have their own personal experience. Watching an artwork take shape in real time is a rare opportunity and may leave you feeling inspired in ways you didn't anticipate. Whatever the event, I want to craft a unique and beautiful performance for your audience. Check out my website for details on how to book me for your next event. I was thinking to myself, how, how can I embody that message in a painting? And so I really started with some of the core values that we um, started off with, and the ideas of women supporting women and really trying to achieve this goal. And so my, my initial draft was this idea of like, a bunch of women coming together to climb up a mountain. But then I was like, you know what? Why should we climb a mountain when we can dance up it? You know? And like, let's dance up the mountain together. And if you notice, they're reaching out for each other and they're reaching down below and up above. And so we're all pulling each other up this mountain. And so that was really the symbolism behind this painting.
Hey guys, that was uh, Kristen Keykafer and uh, the music um, under the music name, it's Cat Auburn. And man, thank you. Hey, this is Supernatural Arts Thursday, guys. And this person that's on the show today has an amazing talent in all that kind of stuff. So I just want to thank you, uh, Kristen, for coming on the show. And um, yeah. man, just, I, and while we were like uh, watching this promo, guys, I was telling her, I'm like, how do you know like what to like do first in the in, in like that painting at the end when when it was going really fast and you want to you want to talk about that real quick we'll just kind of jump into it yeah for sure i mean a lot of people ask me like oh you just jump up there and kind of do whatever right you just do whatever comes to mind and the the reality is that, that there's a lot of thought like oftentimes there's like weeks or months of thought that go behind each artwork yeah um and there's actually like i, I pray about it too like i'm yes. just like God, like you are, you own all creativity and yep. you own all beauty and yep. help me to channel that. Um, and so there's prayer that's involved. And um, so there's a lot of thought about um, the composition, the colors, yeah. and also like the order in which I paint because right. uh, I want there to be mystery at the yeah. very beginning. Like I don't want people to like, Boom, got it. I know what she's painting. Like I want right. I want there to be like a little bit of awe and wonder. And then right. as time goes on, people are like, oh, okay, I understand. Yeah. Um, but there's there's a lot of thought behind like the choices I make. Um yeah, yeah and a lot of prayer behind it too. So you do the music and that part is under the the cat name, but you also do the uh elevated event art. So there's two separate things. And do you ever combine them? Oh man. 
You know, I haven't, I can't say I've like sung at the same time I was painting or anything like that. I mean, in the summer, it would be cool. It would be a lot of like, there would be steam coming coming out of my ears or something. I'd be thinking so hard. Um, The closest thing I got to it actually was uh, in the summer of 2019, I was um, sort of a, sort of a resident artist at St. Kate Hotel in downtown Milwaukee. Yes. uh, Marcus owns that, right? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yep. Exactly. So I was there twice a week for the summer and the gigs were about three hours long. And so I would kind of alternate between doing maybe an hour music set and then maybe half an hour of live art right by the lobby, by the main door. So like, I was combining both the art and the music, but that's that's probably the closest thing I've gotten. <laughs> kind of cool. All right, so let's digress a little bit. Uh, a lot of people that are watching right now are like, okay, who is Kristen and how did this all come about? And you know, one of the things that I, I love about your testimony is that you never really planned on singing. Uh, <laughs> and so, I mean, I just think, and, and guys, when you're listening to this testimony, I want you to think about how God maneuvers us through life, the process that we have to go through, but how he uses people to get you to those places. And that's when, that's when, when I talk about taking risks, guys, it's like hearing Holy Spirit and then just listening to, to him and doing those things that he wants you to do because there's other people's destinies that are in play with, are you going to be Are you going to take that risk and are you going to be obedient and do the things that God wants you to do? So why don't you talk a little bit about that kind of digress of how you started this. You got an awesome testimony of how you, you left your job as being a teacher and you went in full time and then you can kind of talk about how COVID kind of changed that. Um, Look at me, COVID changed that with me too. I was on the radio and now I'm sitting in my, my house doing live streams. So, right. So yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, Well, to to back up even a little bit further, um, for those who don't know, I've been an artist, like a visual artist my whole life. So painting, drawing, all that stuff, that's been a part of my life since the beginning. Um, As far as the music stuff, um, I I used to be very self-conscious singing out loud for most of my life. I didn't grow up singing. Um, It wasn't until... Uh, in my early 20s, I started doing karaoke with a friend of mine. It was a coworker, and that got me, it kind of pushed me out of my bubble a little bit. Little bit. That was in my early 20s. And then in 2016, I was just, I was going through a hard period of my life. And I remembered, I, I remembered back to middle school and high school, and I used to be in band. And I just loved it. It was so life-giving. And I thought to myself, I, I need to get back into music. Um, and so I decided to pick up ukulele and that kind of led to me singing out loud. And then all of a sudden random friends would be like, Hey, do you think you could sing and play ukulele for this, this thing, whatever that thing might be. And what you were saying before Richard about like saying yes to opportunities that I feel like that's like a major theme in my life, like pushing past the fear pushing past the fear of what people think of you, pushing oh, past yeah. the pressure to be the best and just just saying yes to opportunities. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I ended up, um, I, I felt like God was leading me to quit my teaching job in 2019. Um, up until that point, I had been teaching for seven years and that was like a very scary thing to quit my job, but I, I felt like that was where God was leading me and I had um, some other 
really smart, wise ladies who are helping me in that prayer process. And so I did it and I was like, okay, I'm going to be self-employed. And so I did kind of a combination of the art and the music, um, the speed art through um, various venues and then performing musically um, at different venues as well. And so obviously with COVID, you know, me being in the performance world, all the events were canceled. And so there were, there were some events that I was able to do virtually, but you know, we, we all know that it's not quite the same. Right. Um, and so I ended up, you know, it was, it was just really hard, um, trying to make it work. And, um, I mean, just the story of how I got my new teaching job. Um, I, <laughs> I teach at a high school in the Milwaukee area and, um, literally the job, it just like landed in my lap. I didn't search for it. I was just praying like, God, like I need you to provide for me right now. And it just, boom. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, during 2020, I ended up recording an album and, yeah. um, yeah. So it's a little bit of history and, for you. And the name of that is soul composed, right? Soul composed. And, uh, and just yeah. a side note, guys, all that information is in the comment section where you can go purchase that. I really suggest you do it because it's an amazing, amazing CD. Uh, there's some original stuff, and you have one cover on there too, right? It's uh, I do. It's um, at last, right? But, yes, yeah. by Etta James. Yes. Yeah, yeah that's an awesome mm -hmm. song. So you did. So you cut the. So you did the CD during COVID. Yeah, I because did. you were on the show in July of 2020. I think that's yeah. right. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. So I would have been after that recording for that. Yeah. 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 Ex yeah. Very, 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 very cool. All right. Um, speaking of that, why don't we transition right into one of those songs? Um, which one you want to do first? You want to do Dear Mama or Easy Alone? Which one do you want to do? Let's let's do Dear Mama first. Okay. So you want to say a little bit about that before we go into it or you want to do it after? Yeah, I can say a little bit about yeah. it. So Dear Mama is a song I wrote and it's about my relationship with my mom growing up. It's a right. song that's very near and dear to my heart. Um, growing up, my mom was sick and she wasn't really able to be there for me, especially emotionally in the way that I needed. And so, um, you know, any, any kid who grew up with a parent who's unavailable in some way, whether they're physically unavailable or emotionally, like it, it takes a toll on you um, emotionally and, and spiritually in several ways. And yeah. so this song was kind of um, just talking a little bit about my experience um, and um, just, I guess, my hopes for the future as well and, and healing. And the cool part about the song is that it actually brought my mom and I closer. Amen. Um, I, uh, I wrote it, I think I wrote the song in April of 2020, I think. So I was actually in the middle of recording my album when I wrote the song and I brought it to my producer and he's like, I want to put this on the record. And wow. I was like, I should, I should probably tell my mom first. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I should probably tell her first. that yeah. I'm recording a song about her and yeah. you know, it's, it's a little bit nerve wracking. Like yeah. it's, you know, it's a delicate thing, but she, yeah she responded with such grace and understanding and she ended up saying to me you know i feel like this song is a window in order for me to understand you better yeah and to be able to love you better and like i mean wow. my mom just responded with such grace i was blown away it made us closer so um, my hope is that those listening to the song if if you had a parent who was just absent growing up that you would be able to resonate with this song so yeah. all right so this is dear mama guys check it out
see you crying from the vacant in your eyes It's clear you have no love to give, oh can you recognize Mom will keep you happy, oh mom will make you proud Mom will help you to forget all the sorrows in your head Don't you worry about me I'm drowning but I'm fine My face will keep on beaming Upon the sorrows in your mind Mama, please don't feel bad Mama, please don't you cry I know you've done your best It's tough with the sorrows in your mind Ooh, yeah could see me lie awake in bed but you don't have the strength to know each sorrow in my head oh mom you sink down further my screams i keep confines and mine are more important than the sorrows in your mind oh grow up someday and parent to my young I will not be distracted by the sorrows in my head oh I will push be present when she cries out to me to her I will come running hold the sorrows in my mind oh. Don't you worry about me I'm drowning but I'm fine My face will keep on beaming Upon the sorrows in your mind Mama, please don't feel bad Mama, please don't you cry I know you've done your best It's tough with the sorrows in your mind Mama I see you crying from the vacant in your eyes It's clear you have no love to give, oh can you recognize? I, I need you to go back to there. I'll have to check that other one to make sure we go back to where we're supposed to. Uh, but guys, that was Dear Mama, and it was Cat Armor, and uh, AKA uh, Kristen Keycaper. So uh, amazing. So while I was watching that, um, I got this vision of, and I'm, I may have had this vision. I didn't like watch too much of our last um, last taping or the the recording, but I saw you like up on stage and. It's either going to be American Idol or it's going to be The Voice, and one of those two. So I don't know which one, but you're you're going to win. Um, so, <laughs> so when that I'm happens, getting ready. 
So when that happens, you can't forget me. I won't forget you. Because <laughs> I'm I'll declaring remember, it with you right now. I won't Matthew forget the little people. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's exactly right. But no, oh. guys, uh, one of the things we talked about while we're listening to that was that all those pictures are pictures from uh, Kristen's family. And so they're original. Uh, did you actually write those the, the lyrics out too? Um, yes. And cool. um, so the pictures are actually from my producer's family. Oh, so got, okay. Yeah. Totally got yeah, that. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah. So my producer, uh, uh, I don't know if you guys have heard of Matt Spranzi before. He's out of Oconomowoc. Um, so one of his side hobbies is he restores old mansions. Like that's one of the things that he does. But he also, um, he basically like has all the family heritage, like all the photographs. and Right all the sacred items and everything like he just has it all in his house and so i wanted i asked him if i could use some photographs to create the video so it was literally just a one shot video um just going over the top and yes i did write those little lyric cards so yeah. that is my handwriting no very very cool and and i, I did read that that the cd was produced inside um and on like an old like mansion right so, yeah, called the Magic Mansion. Yeah, it's called the Magic Mansion. The Magic well, Mansion. <laughs> well, I can guarantee you that it was definitely Holy Spirit filled in that place while you were doing this yeah. stuff because that was an oh, awesome, awesome song. So, how many, uh, how many songs are on the CD? So there are six songs on my CD, and okay. uh, so five are originals, and one is the cover, and that's the Etta James at last that right. we mentioned before. Excellent. So, uh, what's next for you? What What are your plans next? Yeah, I would say musically, my goal right now is to keep learning and keep okay. growing. So my goal is to gain more music knowledge and like right. technical skills. I want to continue to get better at piano. I want to keep getting better at singing and just learn more vocal technique and more music theory. Yeah. Um, so that's one of my goals. I'm also hoping to, um, I want to collaborate more with other musicians. So yeah. I've mostly been, um, performing solo this whole time right, and right. it's only been recently that i've um, intentionally been trying to find people to accompany me right because um, ultimately i would love to get to a place where i don't have to play an instrument i can just sing yes that's my goal yeah. right now so yeah. um yeah more like abstract goals you know i'm i'm also my goal is also to continue to write music so i'm trying to be a little bit more um structured and yeah. like have time that I set aside each week yes. to either learn music or write music. Um, so that's, that's so, kind of what I got on the So the did you right learn now. how to do the piano and all that kind of stuff before you did that one event with singing for that, for, for those people? Or did you like just kind of engross in it right after that? I, let's see, I learned, I started learning piano in 2017. That's when I started learning. So wow. I'm mostly self-taught. Yeah. Um, I'm wow. I'm trying to like get more lessons with yeah. piano. Yeah. Expand my music knowledge. Yeah. Um, but you also play the um the uh what do you, I, can't, the, I can't the ukulele the, the baby guitar aka yeah. the ukulele. Yes, exactly. Yes. There you go. Yeah. Yep. So I started ukulele in 2016 and. <laughs> I just had this vision, like, man, I just yes. see myself on a piano, just like going like this and sing, just belting. And, and so yeah. I was like, I need to make that happen. I need to yeah. learn how to play piano. And so and, I, I just started learning and, um, yeah. and it was, it was one of those things too. Like I, I definitely started performing 
singing with piano yeah um fairly early like i i was not very good at <laughs> and i still have a lot to learn but i just i just felt you know what i need to do it i need to put myself out there i'm yeah. gonna grow um this is important so i'm just gonna do it so it seems like um i'm hearing some themes of multiple times that that we've talked that your god gives you visions i mean a bunch of mm. visions so I would really adhere to what those are. And you know this, right? That he, there, there's two main things. It's called law of confession. I don't know if you ever heard of that. Maybe my mm -hmm. listeners haven't. I, I've said it multiple times. But so guys, law of confession is there's there's ways that guys that, that God does things. And it's kind of like gravity. You jump up and you come down. That's a law of gravity. Well, God has something called the law of confession. And basically what it is is that there's certain ways that we need to do oh. things to make things happen. And it has no, uh, it doesn't, it doesn't, you don't have to be a Christian to make this happen. Uh, you just have to understand this law. And the first thing is, is that you got to have a vision, right? So God's going to give you this vision. But if you have this vision in your head and you never do anything about it, it's just a vision, right? So the next step into law of confession is to take that vision and verbalize it out, which is mean you're declaring things that are not into existence. And so I suggest... Kristen, you do that because I know he's given you visions. In fact, one of the things I was going to ask you to do, and you don't have to do it, I was going to say, okay, when you close your eyes, what is that vision that God has given you? Because you need to declare that yeah. and do it. Yeah. It's really important. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. And I'm, I think I'm trying to get more like specific on what my specific vision is. Yeah. You know, and I'm trying to, I'm, I'm seeking God on that right now. Like, what, what is that specific vision? You know, mm -hmm. um, but just just saying yes and putting things into motion and saying things out loud and putting yourself out there, even though you might look kind of dumb doing it. It's like, oh, you always learn something. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I'll be honest, if you don't put it out there and you don't do it, God, the minute you do that and it is something from God, that's where the anointing happens. That's when the favor happens and it's instant. So it's like you. So God, God's like, I just need you to say this because I can't do it unless you say it. I can't yeah. do it unless you verbalize it out. And the minute you do that, everything that he had for you is just flying down because it's already set yeah. in place. It's already ready, but he's waiting for us to declare it out into existence. Yeah, yeah. pretty cool stuff. I feel, like, I feel like we need to put ourselves in a position to be able to like receive what God has, you know? 100%. Like that's the key. It's like we can pray for things, but which is yeah. great, but we also have to step in Yep. and like do hard things. Like for instance, like yep. me saying yes to being self-employed required me to trust that God was <laughs> going to provide for me financially. Huge. And yep. he did yep. like, it was insane, but yep. I wouldn't have seen God be able to work in that way if I played it safe. Mm -hmm. And you know, and that's not to say like, just go be reckless. You know, that's, that's no. not what I'm saying, but no. if you sense, and if, and if you're, you know, talking with other wise people and you feel like God's yeah. leading you to the same yeah. place, like yep. should listen to that. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. All right. Uh, because I want to get to you doing a live performance. Um, let's go into, uh, the next song. And this one is called easy alone. And guys, this is on her, uh, her CD called soul composed. And so tell me a little bit about this song. What's what's this one about? Yeah, I like to joke that this is the anthem song for introverts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, you might not guess, but I'm actually, I'm actually a little bit more introverted. I love being alone. I love having quiet time. That's super important to me. Yeah. Um, but I've, I've had to learn, like, there needs to be balance to that. Correct. Like alone time is good, but it's also really important that we're in community. And I think sometimes if like we've been hurt by people, it can feel safer to just kind of stay off in your little corner and not yeah. really engage with others. And I think I unknowingly did that for a long time. Like I, yeah. it was like a very subtle thing. And right. I felt like I was hearing God say like, Hey, um, I want to pull you out of that. And I want you to be able to learn to be loved by people and right. to love other people. And I want you to have more intentional friendships where there's give and take. Yeah. Um, and, and learn that, learn how to be loved and learn to love. Yeah. And so the song is just kind of that progression of learning to say yes to that process. Awesome. Guys, this is Easy Alone and it's on Cat's uh, new album, uh, Soul Composed. This orphan heart raises a shield Better to push you out than risk a reveal Half fake up a smile and pull you near And use this laughter to cover my fear It's easy alone But sweeter together It's easy alone But sweeter together It's easy alone But sweeter the barricade I'll hide my disgust the walls gather cracks now ready to break sit tight in the deep yet sweet beautiful
All right, guys, that was Easy Alone and by Kat Auburn. And she's in just one second, she's going to uh, sing um, a live performance for us. But I just, I thought I had the scripture like already in my scenes, but I didn't. But I just want to read this because this hit me really hard today. Really, it's really, really good. So it's James 1, 17 and 18. And uh, this is the message version. Version. <laughs> okay. I'll get it right, right? Uh, so, my dear friends, don't get thrown off course. Every desirable and beneficial gift comes out of heaven. The gifts are rivers of light cascading down from the Father of light. Guys, just close your eyes and just picture that. Think about just God pouring down blessings. Like there's an open heaven. There's a window of an open heaven right above you. And he's pouring down his light and his glory, his fire, everything you need. There is nothing deceitful in God, nothing two-faced, nothing fickle. He brought us life. He brought to us life using true word. And that's what we just talked about, guys, that law of confession. God spoke us into existence. He, that's how he operates and we're like him. So it, it's true. It's true word. And his word never comes back void ever, ever, ever. He brought us into life using the true word, showing us off as the crown of all his creatures. Think about that for a second. He's showing us off like we're his complete amazement of everything that he did. And we are the thing that he did the best and that he loves the most. And that's pretty amazing. So, all right. Let's see what I can. I've totally forgot what song you're gonna sing. I should have wrote it down. So yeah, I'm I'm singing uh, "How Great Thou Art." How great thou art! Excellent. All right, so I'll let you start. I'm gonna switch you over into solo mode here. And uh, right. so this is Cat Auburn, aka Christian Keycaper, and it's uh, "How Great Thou Art." In awesome wonder, consider all the worlds I have to 
I see the stars, I hear the rolling thunder, thy power throughout the universe displayed. When Christ shall come with shouts of acclamation, then take me shall bow in humble adoration and then proclaim my God how great thou art and sing my soul my Savior God to thee how great thou art how great thou How great thou art, how great thou art, then sings my soul, my Savior God to thee, how great thou art, how great thou art, how great thou art, how Amen. That was amazing. Guys, isn't that awesome that uh, she would do that like live for us? Um, and I know it blessed everyone that's watching and it's going to bless people for years to come. So, uh, so if people want to get involved with your art stuff, so it's the, it's called the elevated event art. How do they do that? I mean, I know they can do it through the like <laughs> through the link that that's on the comment section, but talk a little yeah. bit about what you do with that. Yeah. I mean, um, you guys are welcome to go to my website. It's called Elevated Event Art. If you want to reach out, um, there's a contact tab. If you want to um, write a message or whatever, that's cool. Um, otherwise, you're you're also welcome to find me on social media. Um, Kristen Kikafer on social media, Facebook, Instagram, etc. Feel free to shoot a message if you have any specific questions or um, just want to learn more. So if they were looking at different things you do, because you, you were doing like uh, portraits but also doing stuff for events. Um, so is it kind of open to whatever that would be? Yeah, I I try to do a little bit of everything. I, cool. I like the challenge of the different events. So cool. um, I do speed drawings, I do speed paintings, yeah. more abstract things, more realistic. You know, yeah. I I kind of do the gamut. So yeah. if you have a thought for an event and you're, you're not sure about something, you can reach out and ask and uh, I'll try to accommodate it. Excellent. Excellent. So, um, I did, you have another CD coming out. You said you're kind of working on one right now. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm working on writing some music. Okay. Um, as far as when the second album is coming out, I don't know yep. yet. Okay. To, to be continued. <laughs> okay. Excellent. Um, all right. So don't, don't leave. I'm going to put you back into that green room and I'm just gonna, uh, I got a couple things I got to do before I end the show, but I just thank you. Uh, Kristen, thank you for coming on again. Um, totally blessed by everything that you do. 
Um, and remember what I was talking about, about, about that vision. Um, um, also on the American Idol orb voice, you need to, I think you need to do one of those two or do both. I don't know, but, okay. um, but I think you're going to go very far. And then you, you said it and I got it on tape that you're not going to forget me. So <laughs> <laughs> perfect. Exactly. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. You're welcome guys. Um, all right, let's get over here. All right. So everything about cat and AKA Kristen is in the comment section. Guys, go on the link and purchase that that CD. You're gonna love it. I played two songs that are in there, but there's so many other ones and they're really, really awesome. So guys, we talked about a lot of stuff tonight. And a kind of the main theme that I wanted to get across is that everything good comes from God. Everything. In fact, you know what? I'm just gonna go to this one right here because um, I wanted to talk about this one. Um, so. 1 Corinthians 1.30, the Passion Translation. For it is not from man that we draw that we draw our life, but from God as we are being joined to Jesus, the Anointed One. And now He is our God-given wisdom, our virtue, our holiness, and our redemption. Everything flows back, guys. It flows back into Jesus. And I talk about this a lot, but it's so important that every morning you take that time and you uh, and you get filled up. And so you're once you're filled up, you're reading your Bible, you're spending time with God, and you're listening to Him, and you're listening to Holy Spirit about what He's telling you. You're lit, you're looking at those visions that He's giving you. You're writing them down, and then you're declaring them, and you're taking those risks. So when you're done with that, when you go out, no matter where you go, twenty four seven, you're operating in this fullness, and you're at rest, and you're overflowing Holy Spirit wherever you go, and you're changing atmospheres, and you're changing people. But Remember, we we're talking about that, that he flows in and we need to flow out, right? The out part is important. And that's where we take those risks. And that's where you have souls attached to your destiny. So even before you were born, God, he works from the end to the beginning and he knows everything in between. So you have people that you're supposed to be meeting and God is calling on you to take those risks and do those things that he wants you to do for that person. Just be obedient. The more you do it, the easier it gets to hear Holy Spirit and you get hooked on it, man. I'm telling you, there is so much joy that you get when you step out and you know that you are operating with Holy Spirit flowing through you. It's an amazing and amazing thing. All right, guys, I'm stoked about next week. Next week, I have a pastor from Alabama and she has an awesome testimony, guys. I'm telling you, it is amazing, amazing, amazing. So I can't wait for it. So guys, it's all about that intimate relationship with him. All about that intimate relationship with him. Every morning, get filled up, and you're going to be an atmosphere changer, and you're going to change people's lives. Holy Spirit's going to flow through you. Remember, guys, surrender all and be a blessing to someone. Rest in this place.